Hello, everyone. It's Lizard, and this is Panda, and this is our next episode of Lizard and Panda Take on Cinema.、Woo. And do you have movies for us? Movies, movie news. Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs>、uh, so we got the first look at Atlas, which is a new、uh, movie starring Jennifer Lopez, Simu Liu, and Sterling K. Brown. Says the film follows a data analyst who joins a mission to capture a renegade robot whom she has a past with. Oh! But also, there's another Jennifer Lopez movie coming out, which is apparently a musical. And oh my sweet baby Lucifer, Liz, I need to show you this this like trailer. Oh God! Because you don't know where the plot's going. Oh, okay. It's literally a different movie every scene. Interesting. It looks really bad. Oh God! <laughs> I was like, "Where is he going with this?" Yeah, no, it looks really bad. All right.、Uh, let's see. Brad Pitt will star in Quentin Tarantino's final movie, The Movie Critic. Final movie? Yes. Like Quentin Tarantino's not doing movies anymore? No, that's his final. You already said that that was his final movie. I <clears> didn't <throat> realize that. I didn't know that there was going to be a final movie. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, you said that uh, uh, it has nothing to do with his age. You said there was something about like a round number that he was okay with, like being done with. Oh, so then what is he going to do now? Just kind of live life. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, he's allowed to do that.、Mm-hmm. Uh, but that movie's releasing next year. Gotcha. Okay then.、Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Quaid and Amber Midthunder will star in a movie called Novocaine. Uh, the action thriller follows a bank executive who has a rare genetic condition. Preventing him from feeling physical pain, so when his bo- bank is robbed, his greatest liability becomes his greatest strength. So he's like Francis. Yes. <laughs> his name is Francis. He got Ajax from the dish. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because I remember when I first watched that movie, I was like, "Why does Ajax sound so familiar?" And then he said that I was like, "Oh, that's why we sell that at Walgreens." <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. We have a another first look at Jerry Seinfeld's new movie, Unfrosted: The Pop Tart Story. The Pop Tart Story. Yes. Okay.、And、the film follows、uh, a kind of made-up origin story of Pop Tarts. Okay. Starring Jerry Seinfeld, Melissa McCarthy, Amy Schumer, Hugh Grant, and James Marsden. That should be interesting. Yeah, that sounds like a a hodge. Pods right there of people. Yeah, just a little bit. Da, 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 da. We also got a first picture for the final season of Umbrella Academy. Oh, I'm definitely gonna need to rewatch because it's been a hot minute. Oh my god, he looks so old. I know. <laughs> he's still my favorite. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Marbles.、Uh, oh, hi, marbles. No, you can't. You can't help. <laughs> He's like, I want to be a people's too. I want to be a part of the podcast. Okay, so it's two different movies. Okay, okay, I got confused with this. All right. Um, we also got a first look at the new Netflix movie coming out later this year called Back in Action. And it's starring Cameron Diaz, her first film since coming out of retirement. Oh yeah, you said Cameron Diaz. I was like, what?、Mm-hmm. I haven't seen her in years. Uh, there. So there's a, a couple releases for Netflix that like, ooh, sprinklings for this year. Uh, first look at the final season of Cobra Kai. What do we need to catch up on? 
that. Brian really likes it. I was enjoying it. Yeah, like from what I've seen, I enjoyed it, but of course I fell off like I do with most TV shows. It's a struggle. Uh, they just showed the logo for the 25th anniversary of Family Guy. Oh, God. 25 years, Liz. Oh, goodness. Yeah. When did we get so old? <laughs> Cillian Murphy will now executive produce 28 years later. Ooh. Which they finally announced that it is coming out. Mm-hmm. And could possibly star in the movie, too. But oh. how? I don't know. I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, duh, duh, duh. I got two more. Matthew, or yeah, Matthew Vaughn is interested in developing Superman Red Stun, uh, Red Sun. Oh, okay. Um, but he, if he does do it, he wants to do it with Henry Cavill. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Not surprised. And then the last news I have is that. <sighs> I know what you're going to say. Yeah, Carl Weathers. Yeah. Passed away at the age of 76. That was sad. That was really sad. I was like, no! Damn, not Apollo. Not Apollo. Freaking Grief Cargo. Um, am I forgetting his name? Stubbs. From, um. Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Brian showed me because there was a TikTok video of uh, the dream sequence when he's, like, dead and playing the piano for mm-hmm. Adam Sandler. I was like, oh, that's so sad. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, pretty sure that's it, but I'm, I think I saw something earlier today. Oh, right. The new Jurassic Park movie. Apparently, they're it's looking like they're going the same route that um, the Fast and Furious movies went. Oh no, are they going into space? They're going into they action movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, caramba. This uh, headaches. Just gives me headaches. Um, we do have a list of uh, possible uh, trailers that will be released for the Super Bowl. I'm, that's, okay, because I'm not a football fan, really. Like, I know how it goes, and when I was younger, I enjoyed playing with my friends, but, like, when it comes to watching football, I kind of just, like, and people talk about it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, go sports ball. Um, But I will say, with the Super Bowl, I love the movie trailers that we get, Mm -hmm. and also just the commercials in general. I notice at the party that we go to every year, um, everyone's very loud during the game, but then very quiet during the commercials. And that's where you thrive. Exactly. Uh, so it looks like we're definitely getting um, Deadpool 3. Oh. <clears throat> yes. Which I is excited for. Same. Um, where is the actual list list? I can't find the list. Movie trailer released. Oh, okay. I found it. Uh, Deadpool 3. <clears throat> a new trailer for Inside Out 2. Okay. A uh, new trailer for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Quiet Place Day 1. Mm-hmm. I still need to see the second one. I have it. I own it. I just haven't watched it yet. But I've heard good things about it. Um, A new trailer for If, Imaginary Friend. Oh, yeah. A new trailer for Bob Marley, One Love. 
I'm excited to see that one. Yeah. Uh, trailer for The Fall Guy and also Wicked. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I know it's too early, <clears> but <throat> I want a trailer from Nosferatu. But I know mm-hmm. it's way too early because that's not until December. Two more. Uh, Kung Fu Panda 4, a new trailer for that. And the sequel, Twisters. Twisters. Plural. Oh, God, Brian is going to love that. Because he loves the movie Twister. Why? I don't know. <laughs> does Kim like it too? I think she does, actually. Probably not as much as Brian. Like, Brian's obsessed with it. But, yeah, I think she does. I don't know why. It's the cow scene for Kim. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. And did you also hear with Avatar The Last Airbender? What's up? You have not heard about it. It's been all over TikTok. No. Well, apparently Sokka is not going to be sexist at all, which has a lot of people very annoyed because that's whole his whole character development. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Katara is not going to have any like kind of like hard, like yay, powerful women, like basically like the whole same thing, like the misogynistic moments, because the whole thing with the Water Tribe is that the men were expected to fight in the battles, the women were expected to stay home and clean and cook and all that jazz, where Katara did not like that. She wanted to be able to be, yeah, you know, a powerful waterbender woman. That's basically all being cut out. That's stupid. I know. And a lot of people, men and women, are complaining. The people who have grown up with it, where it's like, that's, that's, but that's character development. Because wait, wait, wait. wait. So, so you tell me when we don't need that, we get it. But when we actually want it, we don't get it. Yep. And basically it sounds like, because. So that might be why the original um, story writers left. Yes. (laughs) Yes, actually. Because they kept changing things and they're like, What? (laughs) Um, so basically, like, the whole scene where Sokka gets his ass beat by the bunch of warrior the women. The warriors? Yeah, like, that's pretty much, like, it looks like, from pictures, like, he's still gonna fight with them and, like, train with them, but it's not gonna be the same at all. And uh, Aang is basically gonna be serious from the get-go. They're not gonna have crazy adventures. And, which, I understand what the point of, like, because, because someone made a good point about pacing. this on TikTok. Tick TikTok. Mm-hmm. TikTok. Um, with, yes, because they kind of have to, like, cut it down more because, you know, at the end of the day, these, they're all kids mm-hmm. and kids age way faster. Like, we always talk about it, chapters one and two, yeah. where even that one year span of them filming, they, they still- sprouted up. They, yeah, they sprouted up and they still had to do some CGI to make the kids look younger. Mm-hmm. Completely agree with that. However. Take, for instance, live action One Piece. Again, eight episodes encompasses 54 episodes. Exactly. You, you have to cut things out. Right. However, at the same time, if we're basically going to make Aang serious from the get-go, like at the end of the day, he's still a child. And we all love his like. His goofy side. Goofiness. And it sounds like that that's basically being cut out. Um, and what was the other thing? There was one more thing. Oh, I don't remember what it was. Saka's sexism. Ang seriousness. Katara. Might have been it. 
Oh, oh, right. That they wanted to have a more serious tone because they wanted to be more like Game of Thrones. But it's a kid show. <laughs> I know. And we're like, have you seen Game of Thrones? Do you see how well that played out? And also, <laughs> they managed to get that type of scale. I think, in my opinion, even better than Game of Thrones, or at least with the show. I've been re-watching it. Mm-hmm. Like, last night I was watching a couple episodes, and I'm being reminded, because it's been a hot minute since I've seen Avatar The Last Airbender, but I'm being reminded how it had such a great balance of being funny and fun, and yet at the same time very emotional, where yes. I was like, oh my god! Mm-hmm. Like, oh! There's reasons why it's as popular as it is. There's reasons why it's arguably one of the top two best animated shows of all time. Yes. I think only comparing to Batman the Animated Series. Yes. Like, all these changes that they're talking about making, like, I'm still going to watch the show, but at the same time, I'm like, oh my god. I'm just hoping at least they could capture, if they're going to change so much, at least capture the essence and the feel of the characters. I'd be happy with that. Again, going back to the live-action one piece. (laughs) They were able to change the characters in certain ways to fit the live-action world without compromising too much of who each of the characters are. Yep. Perfectly. Yep. So this is going to be very interesting already. I'm like, oh, God, uh, this is not looking good for you guys. Again, I'm still going to watch it. Yeah. Give it a shot, but... It still looks incredible. Yeah. Visually, at least. (laughs) But... We don't just need visuals. We need the actual story. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if what, again. <laughs> and again. Because it's, it's released both by, by Netflix. This is the only reason I'm going to keep on making this comparison. If the live action One Piece was able to actually bring in Zoro's story about like him and like his childhood friend. How she felt like she couldn't continue being a swordsman because eventually, um. She was going to get to the point where men would be able to beat her, but she would never be able to beat a man. Mm-hmm. Zoro was the one that was like, no, fuck that shit. Uh, we could still thrive to get to our point. It doesn't matter about who's what and what. No, we just got to keep on moving. Yep. Why can't I know. <laughs> okay, I get why they left now. <laughs> it's like, I understand. I get it. I completely understand now. Uh, we'll see how it goes, I guess, because well, it's coming out this month, right? Yeah. Like, at this point, they're, it's too late for them to change stuff. Mm-hmm. It's way too late. So, we'll see how it goes, I guess. Yeah. Alright, and so for movies that I've seen, I actually completely forgot to mention a movie, the last podcast. Um, so I'm going to talk about it now. Self-Reliance. I talked to you a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Hulu. Um, it is Jake Johnson's, uh, directorial debut. Yes. Um. And he's also the main character. I was very impressed by this movie. Like, surprisingly impressed. Like, because basically, Jake Johnson, he plays a man who is offered, like, kind of to be on a game show where people are going to come after him and try to murder him. Mm -hmm. And if he survives 30 days with these people coming after him, he gets a shit ton of money. Um, and the catch uh, is Andy Samberg, right? Yes. Andy Samberg is the one that like comes up to him and be like, Hey, you want to do this? Um, it's actually Andy Samberg playing Andy Samberg. Um, and the catch is they can only get him when he's not around someone. Like if someone, like if 
like you and I were basically in this close contact, like, and I took this deal, like I would be safe right now. But like, if you went to the bathroom, like someone could easily shoot me through the window Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, so he tries to basically like keep somebody with him and he ends up meeting this girl who played by Anna Kendrick, who says she's also a part of this. So they make a deal of hanging out together. And this entire time I'm watching the movie, it feels like a mind fuck where I'm just like, what is happening? Where is this story going? I'm so confused. And it's like, you don't really know where, what's happening or really what's going on, but it's so entertaining. And the entire time I'm just staring at it, like, I did not see that coming. Okay. And there's just so many people, like I had to write them all down to make sure like I didn't miss people, but there's so many like moments of people in there like obviously you got jake johnson andy sandberg who's in the beginning um you also have anna kendrick uh you have nancy leon lenehan who plays his mom Mm -hmm. like if you saw her face and heard her voice you would instantly know um but then like also randomly you have jeff cober who is in it uh eduardo franco who played um in stranger things oh uh argyle argyle yes he's in it um, Christopher Lloyd shows up at one point. Wayne Brady shows up at one point. Like, it's like, what is this? It's so good. You need to watch it. Like, I can't even really explain it besides just the basic plot and just, it's a mind fuck, but it's so entertaining at the same time. Hmm. And just, I love it. Like a comedic barbarian? Yeah. Where you don't know what's going to happen next? Yeah. It was definitely very uh, interesting and worth watching, and I will say. Again, it's on Hulu, and I know you have Hulu because it's my account. Mm. Um, and the next one I have is a rewatch. I talked about it a little bit in the last podcast, but Mom and I decided to have our Friday Cry Day on Friday, and we put on Bridge to Terabithia. And how we did. Oh, God, we were both sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> like, Have you all watched Logan yet? I mean, I have, but I don't know if mom, mom might, I need to watch it again to see if mom would, I don't think she would cry. I gotta watch it and see if she would enjoy it or not. I don't think she would cry though. But yeah. Um, but yeah, with Bridget's Terrible, if you have like, oh my God, that movie is so good. And I forgot how good it actually is. Like, and I love the fact that it's not. You know, they're actually, like, going into another world. It's literally just their imagination. Yeah. And then playing, pretty much. And using what they're dealing with in their lives for this world. And But then the scene, as soon as I saw, like, her on the screen holding the dog in the pouring rain and she's smiling and waving, I'm like, oh, God, it's coming. Mm-hmm. And then he goes off with his teacher. Very inappropriate, by the way. His teacher calling him. I would go. And also, like, you know, it was the early 2000s. Like, okay, but, like, a teacher calling you at your house saying, hey, I have an extra ticket to the museum because my nephew or whatever couldn't go. You want to come? Picks him up at his house and just gets barely any permission from the parents. Mom is asleep in the bed. And he just goes off. It's, like, wildly inappropriate. But okay. We'll we'll get by it because it kind of moves the plot forward kind of a little bit. But then as soon as he comes home and mom's like freaking out of going like, where were you? Where did you go? He's like, I went to the museum like you said I could in your groggy sleep. Like, <laughs> And mom's just like, she's like, why is, why are they so upset? Like, why is everyone so sad? And, and the dad goes, your, your friend died. Mom's like, oh, 
and then he goes on to explain and everything is just kind of rolling from there and her and I are both sobbing uncontrollably like with tissues by the end of the movie our heads are killing us like <laughs> and like just the whole scene of like the dad holding on to him going like it's all my fault like if I didn't if I invited her to go to the museum this wouldn't have happened or if I was with her is she gonna go to hell is God mad at her? I was like, oh, dear. <laughs> I was like, this, we're just no whirlwind of emotions here. Uh, but I, yeah, I really forgot how good that movie really was. Yeah. I had a major headache that night. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to bed. I was contemplating on reading for a little bit, but I was like, nah. Nah, I'm going to bed. I'm tired. My eyes are tired. No. Ah, oh, but so good. And then the last one I have is Argyle. What'd you think? Mm. Yeah. I was very disappointed. Like, because Brian and I saw it together. Even Brian was like, eh. And you know him. He likes action movies. But even he was kind of like, eh. Like, it seemed all so sloppy. Hmm. Like, it was trying too hard with all of the twists, and trust me, there were a lot of twists, to the point where it got annoying, where, like, it wasn't even clever. It was just basically like, oh, another one. Okay. And it got to the point where it became, like, so predictable that I was just, like, like, literally, Danny, I ended up looking at my phone maybe, like, every five minutes, where I was like, is it over yet? Are we done? Okay. No, still not done. Okay. I don't know. And the writing just seemed very sloppy. Just, I don't know. I wasn't too impressed mm. with it at the end of the day. A lot of people were complaining that they felt duped by the trailers and that Henry Cavill was going to be in it more than he was. I thought that he was in it more, like, more than I thought he would be. Because I'm like, it literally basically says in the trailer that Argyle was a character she made up. And Henry Cavill plays that character. Did you really think that he was going to be in the entire movie? Like, and then, like I said, he was actually in more scenes than I thought he would be. Very minor scenes, but still there. But I, and the CGI was just too much. I just, uh, not, not impressed. So the perfect movie. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> in laziness world. Uh, but... Probably next week I will see the new Frankenstein movie with um one of the Sprouse twins. It's basically another Frankenstein movie, except it's a girl bringing a dead guy to life. I haven't seen any trailers for it, so I really don't, like, all I can guess is from the pictures that I've seen. Hmm. But I'll probably see that, and I'll also probably see the new Bob Marley movie next week, because I'm very excited for that one. And now for our episode topic, in honor of Valentine's Day, we have... My Bloody Valentine. The remake. The remake. So romantic. Yeah. Just because neither of us are really, like, Valentine's Day people. Well, that's just because I've never had a Valentine. It's not really that special. <laughs> it's just a day that Hallmark basically made up to be like, oh, yeah, the one time of the year you can show the person that you love that you love them. One day? Really? Every day. You should show them every day. Brian also knows I don't care for Valentine's Day. It's a stupid day. Like, it, it's nothing. Even when I was single, I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. It's, it's a day. It's a day. It brings out my depression. That'll do it, too. Yeah. 
But in this one, we got blood, guts, and gore. So that makes us happy. Blood, guts, and everywhere. Literally. Literally. Uh, And it was released January 16th, 2009. We did choose this one instead of the original just because this year came out 15 years ago now. The other one, it's like 43 years. And that just seemed like an odd number. So we're just sticking with the milestones. Uh, But it was directed by Patrick Lucier. Lucier? Lucier. That one. Um, he also did uh, The Prophecy 3, The Ascent, Dracula 2000, Dracula 2 and 3, one episode of Scream, the TV series, and one episode of The Purge Show, and also Play Dead. Not many stuff that... Wait, you said The Prophecy 3? Yes. The Ascent. No, no relation to Prophecy, the one with the saucy bear, right? No. <laughs> no relation to that. We need to all watch that movie on a Wednesday night hang. Oh, that would be interesting. Because <laughs> this is so. I, I want a plush of that bear so bad. That's that's fair. <laughs> uh, and it was written by T- Todd Farmer, um, who did Jason X, um, and The Messengers, and also Zane Smith. And I think for Zane Smith, all he did was My Bloody Valentine. Mm. Uh, cinematographer, we got Brian Pearson, who did The Butterfly Effect Two. One episode of Smallville, Final Destination 5, American, which I can definitely see Final Destination 5 in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Mary, Insidious Chapter 3, and four episodes of C. Uh, composer, we got Michael Wadmacher, who played, who did Max Giebel's Big Move, From Justin to Kelly, Cry Wolf, and Twisted, Medi- Med- <laughs> Twisted Metal, the video game. Cast, we got Jensen Eccles. I love that man. You! <laughs> who plays Tom Hanniger. Uh Jamie King, who plays Sarah Palmer. Kerr Smith plays Axel Palmer. Betsy Rue plays Irene. Eddie Gathegi. Yes. Plays Deputy Martin. Tom Atkins plays Burke. Kevin Tick play, Tig plays Ben Foley. Megan Boone plays Megan. Karen <laughs> Palm plays Deputy Ferris. Uh, Joy De La Paz plays Rosa. Mark McHulay plays Riggs. Todd Farmer plays Frank the Trucker. Also, he was the writer of the movie. Mm. He played the truck. And also, uh, actually, we didn't see it, but I did see... Yeah, his wife, Melody, Melanie, is thanked in the credits for allowing him to get naked. <laughs> How sweet. Um, And then we got Jeff... Harkin Donor, who plays Red. Bingo O'Malley plays Officer Hinch. Uh, for ratings, we got IMDb 5.4 out of 10. Metascore 51%. Rotten Tomatoes with 62% with an audience score of 44%. Uh, Common Sense Media has 3 out of 5. Letterboxd 2.4 out of 5. And then 85% of Google users like this movie. Uh, tagline, we got Get Your Heart Broken. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and awards, it got four nominations. Hmm. Uh, production company, Lionsgate. Distributed by Lionsgate. Uh, runtime of 101 minutes. Uh, budget of $14 million. What are you looking for? My pen. I feel it. <laughs> and a box office return of $100.7 million. Not bad. No, not that bad at all. Compared to the budget? Yeah. Uh, and then where to watch? It is free on Tubi and Plex. Uh, it's available for premium subscription on Amazon Prime or three fifty nine on Google Play or three ninety nine on YouTube and Vudu. 
or five ninety nine on Apple TV, or go out and buy the movie. Yep. You can probably do it on Amazon. I'm pretty sure this is one of the movies. Yeah, I think I said that the last episode that this is one of the movies that was in Jimmy's collection, but it was literally the 3D version that like you could only watch it if you had the glasses and all that shit. Which I'm like, I don't have, so I was never able to watch it. Yeah. Or I tried to. I remember trying to watch it at the apartment, and it was just too. I was trying to be like, just get past all of the blendings of colors. You can do it, and I'm like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> it's just too much. Marbles. Sorry, I moved and he looked very offended because he was leaning on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I moved slightly to like get comfortable and he was just like, What do you think you're doing? How dare you? I'm shocked. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean with the first thing that we got is a newspaper headline saying, Buried alive with loud music going, Dan And we're both like, Oh shit. Sorry, James. Okay. Um, it's kind of a little confusing because, you know, you got all these headlines basically saying how, and like a news reporter or a police officer or something in the background, basically saying like, you know, there was an explosion. Someone went crazy and was trying to conserve oxygen and killing all of the other miners because it was an explosion in the mines. Yeah. Um, and it kind of cuts to in a hospital room where a guy like wakes up in the bed mm-hmm. and it kind of has flashbacks to like what happened that night where he's like talking to Tom Jensen Eccles character saying, don't mess up again just because your daddy owns the place. And then he ends up suddenly getting out of this coma and just goes on a killing spree at the hospital. Has we, this sudden... we do see the, um, um, the explosion and then he wakes up. Oh, yes. We see the explosion. Then he wakes up. Uh, and somehow he has this superhero strength that basically, like, tears people in half and just kills a bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, that just, okay, cool. Um, and they even find, you know, the, like, drawn of a heart, like a valentine on the wall with blood. Mm-hmm. And then the the cop just, the sheriff goes, happy fucking Valentine's Day. I feel that statement. <laughs> I know. I was thinking the same thing. I was just like, I bet Danny feels that statement. Uh, <clears throat> then again, I'm actually getting a Valentine's Day present this year, so I can't really say anything. Is it from Brian? No. Oh. He's got to stop at his game. Mm-hmm. But we end up cutting to the party at the mines and a bunch of young hoodlums, you know, just partying around. Because at this point, it's, what, two years? Since the explosion happened, I think I saw. Two or three. I didn't write it down. Yeah, whatever. But, you know, that's safe, just having a party in the mine in general, whether there was an explosion or not. Mm-hmm. You know, things couldn't just collapse on them. But we get to meet everybody, like, you know, Sarah, Irene. Eileen. Eileen, Irene, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck her name was. Um, Axel. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> Uh, Axel Rose. Axel Rose, yes. That's all I kept thinking of every time they said Axel. I'm just like, well, mm-hmm. Axel Rose was kind of a douche too. <laughs> it all makes sense. Uh, and then like Tom and Sarah come to the party, mm-hmm. and they're kind of just like, and because Tom's dad is the uh, daddy is the owner of the mines, mm-hmm. so everyone's kind of just like, oh, this is awkward. Like he's here. Like 
I feel like it was more so because of the explosion. Yeah, like, because they blamed him for the explosion, which I don't understand. Yeah. They didn't really explain that. And thusly, they ex- they blamed him for everything else that happened? Right! Like, it doesn't, it really doesn't make any sense. Uh, like, so many plot holes here, because why, why? I'm so confused. That's like you walk into a store, and then after you walk into a store, someone walks in and shoots up the place, but you're the only survivor, but all of their families blame you. Yeah, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. And you can tell that Axel's not too happy about Tom being there, because obviously he, even though he's at the time with Irene, he obviously has a thing for Sarah. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, can I just talk about her outfit for a second? Yes. And how it kind of bothered me? Mm-hmm. She's kind of being put as, like, this plain Jane kind of person at this party, where, like, she's wearing, like, a sweater and, you know, jeans, and her hair is pulled back into a tight ponytail, and she has the headband, and a white shirt that you can see a black bra through. That was bugging me. I'm like, (laughs) I just, are you trying to make it seem like she was trying to dress up for the party? Like, or what? I'm so confused. Like, it doesn't work. It doesn't make any sense. Make it make sense. Like, you're doing, I can tell that she's supposed to be, you know, the virgin that, like, survives at the end. But it's Mm. like, I didn't, it was just bothering me. It was really bothering me. I couldn't get over it. Um, but they end up going into the mine and when Tom goes to get his beer that he left in the truck, when Sarah goes in, she sees all these bodies and then a miner, like, you know, with the mask on and has Axel, the Axel, the pickaxe and everything and she starts like freaking out and running where Axel grabs her and it's the three of them them and Irene around the corner and like basically like holding on to her like don't say anything like this guy just went crazy out of nowhere and then you have this stupid idiot who comes in and be like Jason like sees all the bodies on the ground and then sees this dark figure in a jumpsuit and a mask and a pickaxe standing there menacingly menacingly mind you and he goes jason what are you doing and he's backing up and then idiot points the freaking flashlight at the three of them oh yes to basically say like hey they're here but then he runs cracks his head (laughs) like georgie (laughs) literally hits his head into the like the wood like an idiot um, and then gets a pickaxe through the back of his head and his eye pops out all 3D-like. Just, you know, for us, minus the three. I just... Was that him? Yeah, that was him. No, I thought he got his jaw ripped off. No, that was the cop. That was the sheriff. No, but from the floor. That was the other guy, Ben. Right, but uh... that was like the... he His head was pushed into it. Where, like, this first guy, the pickaxe went to the back of his head and he just went, Ah! I feel like we're mixing up some... No, we're not. It's... I literally wrote it down. Eyeball popping out. (laughs) That's what it says in my notes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, But even because the first two characters that are killed are named Jason and Michael, Mm -hmm. obviously, and nods to Halloween and Friday the 13th. Which also, because at this time... We had Jensen Eccles doing this remake, and then we also had Jerry Padalecki. Padalecki, thank you. I always forget his last name. Doing another remake in two thousand nine, 
Friday the 13th. Which I actually do like. I do like that one. I thought that one was really good, and I don't understand the hate for it. No, the, uh, the Nightmare on Oak Street one? That one was bad. The only thing I liked was probably uh, Rooney Mara. But that's just because I like Rooney Mara. That's fair. She wasn't a good Nancy. Mm-hmm. I did like the fact of... Because what happens a lot of the time when you're trying to stay awake, your brain shuts itself off. Or not when you're trying to stay awake, but like after a certain amount of days of literally no sleep, your brain basically shuts off and forces you to sleep when you mm-hmm. don't realize it. And I liked how they leaned into that more. The in micro naps. Basically, yeah. I liked how they leaned into more with that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, with uh, this one, um, because they end up running... And Tom ends up meeting up with them. But the three of them end up getting to the truck and kind of leave Tom behind. And the girlfriend, Sarah, she's kind of like, no, we have to go back for Tom. And she's like, it's too late for him. Go, get in the truck now. I just remembered. You just remembered. There's two more news that I have. Okay, yes. I just remembered. <laughs> no, because you said you said remakes. I, I just remembered. Um, so there's another, another, another sequel. To Texas Chainsaw Massacre that's coming out. The the one sequel to the one that came out on Netflix? I guess. Why? That one was dumb. It was so bad. It's looking like they might be focusing on the family. Oh, God. Didn't they already do that? I know. Like, why? Guys, just why? Just stop. And the other one is one that I'm actually excited for. Klaatu. Barada. <laughs> There we go. I said the word. I can get, I can grab the book now. Really? <gasps> Evil Dead? Yes. Oh, okay. I was just like, wait. Yeah, there's, there's a new <laughs> Evil Dead coming out. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm not it surprised. It's like uh, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell will ex- be executive producers. Nice. Mm-hmm. I liked Evil Dead Rise. Yes. So I'm cool with this. So th- they're, they're actually trying to fill out the story of the three Necronomicons. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So that's what they're doing. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I just remember that. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, but also when they're getting away, of course, they're all in the truck and then the miner comes out and throws the pickaxe mm-hmm. and it like gets to the windshield and it's like inches away from Sarah's face. That was like centimeters away from her eye. <laughs> yeah. Like right there, like easily could have hit. And they just drive off and leave Tom, uh, who almost gets moited mm-hmm. by this guy. Um, if, Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. Burke didn't show up and shot him in the back. Um, And of course, naturally, he gets up and starts walking away and they're shooting after him and missing every single time. Mm. And Tom is just sitting there with blood splattered all over his face because the guy shot him in the back and then it sprayed all over him. Over. Mm. Just the physics didn't make any sense to me. I was like, if you could see, like, maybe the somehow the bullet went through then it would splatter i don't know like yeah it would only splatter if it went through yeah which obviously it didn't not even necessarily if we're talking like realistic it'd be the the whole first and then it'd be a slow release of blood and then finally the blood flow would start coming up yeah like i was like so confused i saw the blood splatter on his face i was like i mean if the dude got shot in the head that would be different yeah 
yeah, I just, and it was just a, like a handgun. Like, it's not like it was like a big shotgun. Yeah. Like with, um, the end of, um, Boondock Saints, where they're all like, have their heads like direct, or their guns directly behind the mm-hmm. mafia boss's head. And one of them is like a giant shotgun. Which made a big, like, boom sound compared to the of the guns. That would have exploded that dude's head. Oh, yeah. Like, with that close range and that big gun, yeah. But this this one just didn't make any sense to me. I was like, yeah, that physics logic. Yep. Uh, I also remembered one other thing. Oh, goodness gracious. I know. This is what happens when I watch a, mi- a video last minute and then my mom takes me on a little freaking trip. A little joyride. Yeah. Um, the trailer's out to uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, too. Oh, I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah, that was so bad, but I loved it. They they um updated his um his look. He actually has like actual prosthetics now. Can they also like you know update not using completely generated computer generated like blood scenes? It's looking a little better. Okay, because that was the one thing that bugged me. Where I was like, it's really not that expensive just to get like mm-hmm. food coloring and liquid and make things go splatter corn syrup water uh red dye and green dye exactly that's it that's all you need it's really not that expensive that's the the recipe that tom savini put out love tom savini i know me too oh he also made a post about carl weathers i know oh and i saw it and i was like oh okay oh that's also gonna be another sad one but we're not gonna talk about that because that's not anytime soon oh that's like we uh my buddy at work Kenny and myself, we're all talking about Star Wars and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Obviously, because of yep. And we're talking about like how many of the original cast is still alive, and it's down to Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Anthony Daniels. Oh God, that's sad. Yeah, that is so sad. Even like the cast of a uh, Batman the animated series. Yeah, that's dwindling down fast too. Oh God, that's just so sad. Everyone just needs to stop getting old. Um, but yes, dude, last time we see him, he's walking away, getting shot out and they're completely missing every single time. Uh, and then we cut to 10 years later and a newscast is saying that this place is the murder capital of the country, which makes no sense to me. And I'm like, you had like two massacres, technically three, if you're including the hospital, Yeah, I can probably find more murder capital. Like, okay. Fear street. That made sense, that being the murder yeah. capital. Because it was literally, like, every couple of years, there mm. was a shit ton of people getting murdered. Like, that makes sense. This one, not so much. But you see Axel on the news talking to this person, basically yelling at this news person, going, like, like the fuck you, out of you. you keep trudging up all this, it's been ten years, like, you just want a story, move on, fuck off, and he just walks away. But, because at this point, we see that he's in, like, a diner, mm. making oogly eyes at Megan who's sitting at like the diner area. And then his wife comes in, who is Sarah after all these years talking about their child. Um, it, it's kind of sad how many people fall into that trap. I know. It really is. Yeah. Or like the trap of, Oh, he's so handsome, but I don't want to leave. And he like beats me and stuff like that. Yeah. Those are always sad. Mm. I completely forgot to mention the, um, the one chick at the mine that got the shovel in the mouth and her body just kind of cut in half from the head. I did watch a um, behind the scenes thing of how that scene was made. That was cool. I'll have to watch that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much like they they had like this half cut out um shovel for her actual face. Yeah. And then they split the screen with a dummy, and then it imposed a CGI the head moving forward a little bit. Oh, that's cool. I like that a lot. I love seeing those behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Um. But at this moment, we do see that Axel is having an affair with this girl that he was making googly eyes at. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about a baby. She got a baby. She got a baby in her. Um, and basically being like, oh, here's your valentine from me. Like, I you didn't know, get so you anything. Cute. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. Like, the look on his face of like, fuck. That, that's like, I, I have this innate fear. And it, it cracks me up, like, at, like you know me and Kenny's age difference, and how I put the pressure on him to give my mom grandkids because I said that, that's not happening. Watch it be me. Oh yeah, and by accident, <laughs> karma. Karma's a bitch. Yes, it's gonna be. Me. <laughs> Just remember that karma is a bitch. Uh, but yeah, and then we end up cutting to Tom looking on a hill at the mine. Because uh, he's back in time, back in town to sell the mine he's after brooding. his dad died. Mm. And he's brooding, yes. yes Everyone's he, mad that he didn't come to his dad's funeral, and he's just here to sell the mine and leave. He, he's prepping to play uh, Jason Todd. Yes, that is true. That's he very did true. Such a good Jason Todd. Yes, he did. Can't do it now, like in a live action. He's no, too old for that. He definitely aged out for it, but it would have been so it good. Been awesome. And everyone's also mad that he didn't come to his dad's funeral and that he ran away. From his problems, which I'm like, granted, we don't know the relationship he had with his dad in the first place. Mm. They didn't really touch on that. And also, like, okay, y'all decided to stay in this small town that has a lot of bad history. He's allowed to fucking leave if he wants to. Yeah, especially he has the money for it, right? Yeah, and if he wants to sell the mine, who fucking cares? These people are a bunch of babies. Mm. I can tell you that. Um, But we end up cutting to... Him going to the motel and people very obviously having sex in it, which ends up being Irene and the truck driver, mm-hmm. Frank. Frankie. Frank. And I love her literally giving them, like, after the, like, no, during the sex, she's literally looking up at the tacky mirror ceiling and be like, I'm so hot right now. Like, but, but <laughs> like, okay. Okay, there's something about, like, doing it in front of a mirror, though. Like a Christian Bale in American Psycho pointing at himself. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. There, there, there is a <laughs> look sen- at what I'm doing. No, there is a sense of like uh, uh, ego that goes with it. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's definitely fair. But and she's literally afterwards giving him a history lesson on Valentine's Day, like in mm-hmm. Saint Valentine. I'm like, this girl's kind of adorable. I'm not gonna lie. There's something about her that's just very like, oh, you're just cute. Like, it's it's like. It's like those those girls that think a little bit too hard, but you know you, they shouldn't be thinking a little bit too hard. So they all sweet, just just give it a break. <laughs> but also at the same time, she also seems like she'd actually be secretly really yeah. intelligent and just plays the idiot, kind of like uh, Paris Hilton, where mm-hmm. all of us gave her shit for like being the dumb blonde when we were younger. But then once we got older, we realized actually how extremely intelligent she is, and we're all like, wow, we feel like shit now for making fun of you for just playing the part. <laughs> like whatever. But even, like, to the point of, because he, she finds out that he was recording them mm-hmm. the whole time, and she's mad at him, and he leaves, and she just grabs her gun from her purse and then walks out naked. 
which apparently was her idea, <laughs> the actress, uh, because originally um, she was supposed to grab like a sheet to like cover herself up, but it wasn't really working. So she's just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go out naked. And like people even asked her if she regretted doing that naked scene. She's like, no. It's, no. Like, I'm comfortable. Like, we're good. And I'm like, yeah. good for you. Good for you. I mean, as long as you're comfortable with it and you're getting paid well enough for it, mm-hmm. then who cares? And everybody there made her feel, like, extremely, like, comfortable. I almost said uncomfortable. Comfortable. They made her feel extremely comfortable. So, as long as it's the right setting. Yeah. Like, if, obviously, if it's a situation like the uh, Friday the 13th remake. No, not that one. Freddy versus Jason. Yes. Where the actress said flat out she did not, don't want to do it, and then they did it anyway. That's fucked up. But... Don't shit on the women who are perfectly comfortable with being naked. Yeah. But I just love the scene where she's pointing the gun at him, telling him to delete the video. And he's like, I don't like you anymore. And also that gun's not loaded. And she's like, she's like, fuck you, Frank. And just chucks the gun at his head. <laughs> I feel like Frank's name should have been Freddy. Oh, that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would have liked that a lot. Or like even a Fred. Yeah. Just have all the victims like be like, Fred Chuck. <laughs> that would have been cool. Mm. I would have liked that a lot. Uh, but at this moment, he's like basically like, fuck you, whore, or whatever, and then opens the door, and there's the murderer, the miner, and just goes and just puts the pickaxe uh, on his into his skull. Mm-hmm. And the poor Irene, she just runs back into the motel and hides under the bed, like, you know, everybody always does. Doesn't go to her room. <laughs> she goes to uh, the office. I thought it was her room. No, she went to the office. Oh, there's a bed in the office? In the back, yeah. Oh, okay. That's why there wasn't a lock on there. Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. I guess that would make sense. I wasn't paying attention clearly enough. But there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's boobs on the screen, so I was paying attention. That's fair. Yeah. That's very fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, because the... She ends up hiding under the bed, and then I guess the motel manager comes in, still looking for her dog, which does not die. Yes. The cute little French bulldog. So cute. Just um, your fish. That even Tom was holding, and I was just like, Jensen Eccles, you holding a puppy? That just makes me so happy. <laughs> uh, but she comes in looking for the dog, and the murderer is in the closet and jumps out at her and literally, like, takes the pickaxe, like, up her jaw and, like, smashes her against the ceiling, mm-hmm. against, like, all the lights and shit. And I just love the scene where, because he finds... Irene under the bed and rips like the mattress off so she takes like the uh, what what is that part called the, the frame the frame yeah and like picks it up and kind of like has it in front of her and, as like a shield and she's against the wall and I'm like yeah that great force field it, it could have worked when he did the swing and it was like already through there she could have kicked it off that's true but at the same time you have a, a shield with a bunch of holes in it true like it's you're only gonna last so long sweetheart because he ended up did killing her after missing her quite a few times but mm-hmm. yeah. hey, he wasn't aiming center mass nope he was not but then he cut her open and put her dead body in the heart-shaped tub yes yes fitting very fitting uh but afterwards um tom ends up running into sarah at the store mm. that i guess her parents owned because he made a comment about like her working for her parents or something like that that's you know small town yeah, yeah, area yeah, where everybody inherits the, everybody else's shit. Um, but we already get Axel seeing that Tom and Sarah, like Tom's back in town and talking to Sarah, and he's already becoming like very 
possessive mm-hmm. and like angry about this and like let me know when he shows up again getting all mad and shit like, how dare you not even think about cheating on me when i'm cheating on you exactly lots of projecting going on because mm-hmm. he does it quite a few times in the beginning like fine towards the end when we kind of figure some shit out fine but like at this moment we don't know shit mm-hmm. he's just back in town and you're just already getting angry and like he's your ex yeah like 10 fucking years ago dude like we're married and we have a kid together why are you getting so annoyed Like, because even when they're at home and he's watching the video that apparently the truck driver still had the rolling camera because that's how they found the footage of mm-hmm. her running naked through the parking lot back to the hotel um because the camera was still rolling apparently and he's watching it like at home where like the kid can easily just walk in but whatever and holds up you had your picture with him on the dresser so obviously you still have feelings for him no like the dude came back into town after 10 years and i found the picture and i was kind of like oh i remember those days and then put the picture down yeah i even was just like who the fuck gives this fucking asshole the right to be so pissed off at her mm-hmm. just because the ex came back to town literally nothing happened but he came back to town whatever um but at that moment tom ends up going back to the mines and oh yeah because he was at the bar and that's when everyone started yelling at him and like punching him in the face and accusing him of like you're the reason why he's back what <laughs> This you is came your back fault. to town and now everything's the shit. And now he's coming back for you. And it's like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all in the slightest. I don't understand you people. You small town folks are weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, because he ends up going to the... Uh... Oh. Yeah, because everybody's saying that Frank... Or that Harry is still alive and the sheriff even was like, I shot him myself. He's dead. Um, but he ends up, Tom ends up going back to the mines and ends up getting taken down by one of the dudes at the bar that clearly hates him. Mm. And when they're down there, Tom ends up seeing the miner and gets locked into like a cage. And then he ends up watching the miner like killing this asshole dude very aggressively because even after he's already dead, he's still just chopping away with that pickaxe. I think he's getting to his heart. Yes. Um... And you have kind of that cool scene of, like, you know, the miner coming up to Tom in the cage and them kind of just, you have the side view of them looking at each other, just kind of staring into each other's eyes. Um, But at this moment, like, Tom's just kind of like, I'm stuck. Like, what am I going to do here? Like, he's back. Like, oh, my God, we're going to die. And they even, because the people end up going down and find the body and they have to, like, jimmy the cage open for tom to get out and they like immediately shove him into like shove him against the cage door and goes like what did you do it's like did you not just see that he was locked in the cage yeah like what what do you mean what did you do like you had to like jimmy that thing like pry that thing open oh and i even just the scene of them in the hospital afterwards and Tom is getting stitched up, and the nurse is just like, okay, you can put your shirt back on now, and I'm just sitting there like, or not. Mm-hmm. That's fine, too. I can see your your arms. It's fine. Yeah, you know, the, the black white beater. Yep, yep. It's nice. <laughs> it, it, it's... I've actually noticed that that's a trend 
not just in movies, but in like animation as well. For some reason, like women go crazy over guys with like the black tank top. Yep, that's true. But I just love the part of uh, Sarah's there and Axel shows up. And, of course, Axel starts getting, like, angry again. Like, you know, the whole possessive, like, projecting shit. And he literally says, like, in his screaming tantrum, he said, I share, like, talking about Sarah. And with Tom being back, and he's like, I share a, the, my, she's my wife. I share a bed with her. I have sex with her. I was like, whoa. Oh. It's that meme of uh, Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, hmm? <laughs> Yes. With his hands up. It's so accurate. I'm just like, wh- okay, now we're definitely getting possessive here and projecting if we weren't already. And they even, because um, Axel at that point, like, says how uh, Ben and... Burke. I don't know why I keep forgetting Burke. Uh, ben and Burke took the law into their own hands and took everyone down to show where Harry's body was buried. Because you got Axel, Tom, Burke, Ben, the one deputy, and Sarah. And then they go to where the body should be. But it's been dug up. Someone took the body. Dun, dun, dun. You moved the headstones, but you left the bodies, didn't you? Oh, wait, no, opposite. <laughs> but even because uh, they take Tom back to the station and interrogating him. And... Tom's because Axel's saying like yeah you're just selling your mind and then you're leaving right Tom's like no I think I'm gonna stay you know she settled for you right and that just caused a huge temper tantrum because he's very protective and caring all of a sudden you know what's another behavior that reminds me of that huh so at least this is like my experience as a man if I'm walking anywhere like through the mall in a store and there's a couple walking either to my left or to the right and let's say the woman is closer to me you'll just see the guy go Ring. <laughs> he's she's mine like, i wasn't even looking bro like like i was just re- walking minding my own business relax mind your business mind your business oh god but yeah and um because they end up cutting to when ben's at his lavish home very drunk and he hears a noise, so he goes out the front door with, like, his shotgun. And it doesn't see anything, so he goes back inside. But the miner comes out behind him and it tackles him. And, of course, Ben's just going, Harry, it is you. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, it's like Beauty and the Beast. It is you. So romantic. Or better yet, Harry. <laughs> Harry. Yes. <laughs> But that was the moment where, because he ends up getting the pickaxe stuck, like, in the floorboards. And um, he takes Ben's head and kind of, like, forces him slowly to the pickaxe. And, like, his eyeball's, like, right there, too. And he's like, oh, shit. And then, poof, gets his, like, the pickaxe through the eyeball, like, into the floor, basically. Mm. Almost curb stomps him into the way. Yeah, the last, like, you don't see the full part. You just kind of see the boot coming down, Mm -hmm. like, into the camera. But that's another one that's dead. And later we find him brutally, like, torn apart at the grave, the empty gravesite. Because um, for a little second, he's uh, missing. 
Um, but even like, again, this one scene where he just, Axel just pisses me off when Sarah's nice enough to bring him lunch to work mm -hmm. and he starts freaking the fuck out at her and screaming at her and making her jump because she's already like terrified enough as it is. I just, I just, he got on my nerves so many times. He also, it's like this actor's good because he also plays an asshole in Charmed. He pissed me off in Charmed <laughs> where I was like, Oh my god, I want to punch you in the face so bad. Like, you, don't you, you dare hurt Leo. You gotta love those actors. Though. I know. You gotta love those actors. They do it so well. If I ever meet him, I'm gonna be like, in My Bloody Valentine and in Charmed, I hated you so much, so much. You did good. Oh, but yes, after they find Ben mutilated at the gravesite, um, they end up cutting to the store where Sarah and Megan are working together and by themselves and of course the miner shows up and you have this whole chase scene going on of them like running around the store and you you kind of have a moment of like good for you megan where she attacks him with a mop just kind of over and over again and he just like takes a pickaxe and cuts it in half she's like well shit so they run and she before they run to the hallway she just kind of throws down like a cart mm -hmm. and it just falls over and i'm like you're trying, Megan. You're you're you are trying. I will give you props for that. But it's just not, not working. No. But you you get some brownie points. Uh, because they end up going like to the office and trying to pin the door shut with like filing cabinets and t uh, desks and shit. And it's the whole like they have to go out the window, but the gate is kind of like in front of it and they have to like use the keys and of course there's so many keys and oh my god we're like struggling to get it through this lock and opening up this grate but when they finally get it open we go see megan going in through first and sarah notices that the banging on the door has stopped because he was using the pickaxe to break the door down mm -hmm. and she's like wait something's wrong where do you go oh my god and megan's being like pulled through the window which i'm like wow he got around there fast teleported yeah, clearly like it's like is it the same mentality of like the bad guys walking super slowly and yet still making it to the victim they don't even break a sweat they just slowly trot and it works but somehow because he ends up pulling her through the window completely and then sarah decides to hit the button for the alarm which was right there on the wall the entire time in the office. Had plenty of time to do that. I'm just saying. And when she goes out towards the front again, she sees Axel at the door and he's like, where's Megan? And she's like, in the alley. And when we slowly go to the alley, Axel finds her completely mutilated. Her heart is cut out and there's a little love note on the wall in her blood saying, be mine forever. Mm. And I'm like, how did he gut her open that fast? Not much time. It was only maybe like a few seconds. How did he do that? These killers have just magic. It has to be. It's the only thing that makes sense. No, the only one that makes sense is uh, Leatherface because he's a butcher. That is true. And Freddy because he's also like a dream. True. That actually is kind of like demon magic kind of a situation. Mm -hmm. We're like Michael and Jason. And depending it's like, on which, which movie you're talking about. That's true. Either he made the, the deal with those uh the dream demons or he just, just so happened to end up that way. That's true. That's a good point. Um But even like she even points out the fact because when the ambulance is there, um, 
after all the murder happens, like she makes the comment that like the miners like coming after like Axel kind of a situation because he's going after the people he cares about. And he's like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm not blind, Axel. In other words, she knew you were fucking cheating, bro. Probably because you weren't actually being as subtle as you thought you were. But we end up cutting to Axel and Sarah's house where a cop is sitting outside. Now, when we cut inside, the kid is watching TV and the nanny is doing the laundry. And she's like, I'll be back in a minute. And when she leaves the room, the miner ends up coming into the house. You can see him going through the door. Now, in this moment, you would think, oh, he probably killed the cop who was on watch. But then later you see her still just chilling there with the newspaper. And I'm like, bitch, you're doing a horrible job. You completely missed the killer going into the house. He probably walked in the front door, too. Right? I was like, did he just waltz right in and you just didn't notice? Like, what? Oh, my God. But somehow Burke, the old sheriff, the retired sheriff, ended up coming over and he's just, like, going to the cop on duty. And he's like, he's in the house. I'm like, how did you know that? Like, when, where were you just sitting in a tree? Like, where were you that you just automatically knew that he was in the house? I'm so confused. These plot holes, they don't make any sense, Danny. But when they go into the house, or the cop goes into the house, mm-hmm. Burke kind of stands watch outside. When she goes in, like, you know, she sees the kid and basically just like, hi, don't come out until I tell you to. And she can hear a thumping. Mm-hmm. And when she goes to the laundry room, she opens up the dryer. And she finds two people fucking inside. That's what that sound was. That would be impressive. Mm-hmm. I will say that. They're, or, they're actually miniature people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Homunculi. Gotcha. That uh, makes the, sense. Not, not even little people. Like actual homunculi. Like, are we talking about like, honey, I shrunk the kids kind of a situation? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's actually an entire orgy of just like miniature people inside. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And here I thought it was the nanny, like burnt to a crisp. <laughs> Which did look cool. Yes. Her like falling out halfway and her like sunken in eyes and like that just looked really I would have wished for a little bit more, uh, more bubbling on the skin. Oh yeah, that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. I agree. And at that moment, the cop's just like, oh my god. And Burke all of a sudden gets attacked outside by the miner. Very cool. She's like, Burke, get in here. Get yeah. in here. Nope, too late because... He finds the the miner's helmet first. Yes. That's on, I guess, a bush or something? There that's... was something there, like, uh, some sort of tank or, like, maybe, I don't know, something that, like... Like, one of those, like, uh, the, the gardening boxes at the, the... Something like that? Yeah, something like that. Either way, the, the the helmet's on there, so he goes to check that out. Ain't nothing there. So he walks back, and then he's like, boom. Yep, there's the miner. And literally just take the pickaxe and goes right through, like, the jaw and out through the mouth. Which, of course, he's struggling. And then you have kind of, again, kind of cool. There's all like cool kill scenes. Yeah. I'll give yeah. this movie that. Where he just kind of yanks the pickaxe and his jaw just goes flying to the screen in you know, 3D style. I'm like, oh my god, this guy is just taking names. Um, But yeah, because... Later, we're back at the hospital, and Tom calls Sarah to basically, like, I gotta show you something. Like, this is serious. Like, I gotta, we gotta go. I gotta show you something. So she checks herself out, and Tom goes over to the receptionist and goes, uh, where's my wife? Where's Sarah? It's like, oh, she checked out. Went with that nice Tom fellow. He's like, (laughs) oh, no. And he gets the phone call from the deputy, like, hey, I got the records on Tom. You're gonna want to listen to this. But that moment, we, like, cut to 
Sarah and Tom, like, in the car, like, Tom's driving, like, about to show or something, and Axel calls her on the phone and is like, you need to get away from him now. We got records. Like, he was in a mental institute, mental institute for, like, seven years. You got to get out of there. And she kind of hangs up the phone and plays off as she was talking to her mom. And mm-hmm. Tom's just like, listen, man, like, Axel, he's trying to make you think that it's me. Like, it's not me. It's actually him. You know, that, the- that wasn't your mom, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, because she's like, okay, bye, mom. And she's like, I got to go home. Like, you know, uh, my son's not feeling well. It's like, that wasn't your mom. Like, it was Axel. Like, he's making you think that it's me, that I'm the killer. But really, it's not me. But they kind of have, like, a back and forth argument in the truck to a point where she decides to grab the steering wheel. And it crashes into, like, this large branch that goes right through the windshield, which kind of reminded me of uh, the descent, Mm. like, with the pole. Yeah, oh, that was a good scene. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. We're gonna have and to do a that. good um score too. Yes, the sequel actually wasn't that bad either. I don't remember the sequel too much. Like I like the first one more, but the sequel actually I was still really impressed. Uh, but yes, because she ends up stumbling to the shack that she knows that her husband goes to, and when she goes in, she sees the Valentine. And when she opens it, like, it's a box of chocolates, and in, like, the lid, it's the picture of her and Tom from, like, ten years prior at the party. So she's like, oh, no, when she opens the closet door, there's a shit ton of Valentine's chocolate boxes. And she's like, oh, no, Axel is the killer! And the miner comes in and starts swinging like crazy! But she ends up getting into the mines. And all these miner uniforms are, like, falling down and hanging very, like, emotionally. Mm Mm-hmm. Very vigorously. Just yes. She's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> but because we end up getting like kind of a chase scene. Um, I'm just trying to make sure I get Oh, yeah. Because then at that moment, she runs into Axel because he gets there and she takes his gun from him and is pointing at him, be like, I found your Valentine's. And he's just like, what? The one from Megan? No! All of the Valentines! Like, what? No! Like, you're being ridiculous! And then Tom comes out from behind her and basically saying, like, let it go, Axel! We figured out the truth! And they're kind of doing the whole, like, back and forth, and she's pointing the gun at each of them of, like, they're each trying to blame each other for being the killer, and she's like, oh god. Like, who do I believe kind of a situation. But I do like the fact that Axel's like, fine, fuck it, just shoot us both. Just kill us both. Mm -hmm. At this moment. And at that moment, Tom is just like, what? Wait, what? No, no, don't kill us both. Like, no, like, why? Why would you do that? And Tom's just like, or Axel's just like, you know, just at this moment, then if one of us, like, is the killer, then you're safe. Like, you can kill us and then go take care of our son. Like, I love you kind of a situation. But Tom's trying to, like, fight against it. Which I thought that was kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. And then it gets to the point where he makes a comment about, Megan's dead body and the note on the wall and that he was there and she was like how did you know that Megan died how did you know about the note he's like well you told me yeah you told me and she's like I'm gonna gaslight you right now you told me (laughs) exactly and she's like no I didn't I never did which she never did it's never mentioned and then all of a sudden he's just like oh my god Harry he's behind you it's, it's Harry. He's behind you. Get away. Sarah, get away. He's behind you. And they're, shoot him. Shoot him. Shoot him. And they're both looking. Why did I just go to freaking Chucky with his, his head controlling his body? 
kill him yes kill him <laughs> because that's basically what it was basically uh yeah and because like sarah's looking back and you can kind of see like the little like oh really look on axel's face when he's pointing the flashlight at like where the where harry is supposed to be and there's nobody there and even shows like harry quote-unquote harry walking by sarah and going towards tom and he's just like shut up shut up shut up shut up and then he's like muttering <laughs> basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it kind of turns into like kind of like the minor goes into him kind of a situation and you get flashbacks of all the stuff happening between him digging up the burial site of harry and getting his mask and his pickaxe and then all the people that he killed um him kind of looking in the mirror like shaking it off and wearing the mask on his face so basically he went cuckoo for cocoa puffs and now envisions himself as the killer and they kind of had a moment where axel's looking at him because sarah's just like tom like harry's not here and axel's like yeah he is aren't you aren't you with us harry and it kind of plays off as like are we making it think like Harry took over his body or is this just Axel being a douche? Like, I don't, I don't know, but he's just like, I fucking knew it. <clears throat> and it ends up becoming a whole fight scene of Tom and Axel fighting each other, trying to kill each other. And Sarah, the entire time is holding the gun. There are plenty of opportunities where she can shoot Tom when he's not right on top of Axel. But she waits until he kind of, like, gets away and runs away to start shooting. And, of course, misses him the entire time. But this is already after he stabs Axel in the stomach. Mm -hmm. And when she's helping Axel, like, get away, she's, like, kind of holding on to him. All of a sudden, like, Tom is behind them, like, using the pickaxe to, like, hit each light as he's passing by. Which, again, kind of a cool scene of each time you saw the flash of the light, you kind of saw the silhouette of the miner. Yeah. I thought that was really cool and clever. Mm -hmm. Oh, that reminded me of the one scene from Ahsoka. Oh my god, such a good scene. I still will watch it. I, I will say it's one of those scenes that, yeah, yeah, you can watch it and kind of get the context, but it's more, it's more impactful once you watch Clone Wars going into that. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. It's kind of like how I feel with uh, Firefly and Serenity. Mm. Where it's like, he's a really fully understand and respect Serenity. You kind of have to watch all of Firefly first. Yeah. Which is easy because there was only one season. Still angry. Yes, so then he comes back and at this moment Sarah decides to shoot um uh, finally decides to shoot Tom. But it goes through his side and just directly hits the top of the tank to where it smokes like the mist and then it explodes, which I'm just like, wow, your shooting accuracy was really horrible earlier. But now all of a sudden you're able to have that direct hit to the tank that you need. But we have explosions everywhere and we have people coming in to like save you. Like, you're okay. You're okay. We're going to get to a safe place now. And you can clearly see Tom, like he has like some cuts on his face and some like dirt from the, explosion mm -hmm. but he's still alive somehow you after can see he's... the handle of the pickaxe like right there yeah and, and he... like, he's like eh, 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 eh. 
whack whack with the pickaxe to the savior which i'm just like okay he was in direct line of fire to the explosion but you know of course yeah he's fine um but you end up kind of cutting to them getting uh sarah and axel getting out and like they're going to the hospital he's on the gurney like oh man like we gotta find tom like he's in there somewhere and axel's like he's dead he's dead it's fine but then you see one of the uniforms that the like the ones that saved them. Yeah, and then he takes it off, and then there's Tom, and he's like, "Huh, again, acting really fine for being like direct line of fire from an explosion." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing how that works with these horror movies, like moments where it's like they are definitely dead, or are they? What? I'm telling you, Freddy's the only one that makes sense. But whatever. But yeah, that's the end of that movie. It's yeah. A fun wild ride. Oh, yeah. So this movie, Danny, this movie, um, like definitely fun at times. Mm-hmm. Good kill scenes. I, I want to know if you have the same opinion that I have. Well, I mean, there, like I said, there mm-hmm. were a few like moments where I thought it was really cool. Like, you know, when he's gunning out the lights and, you know, he has the flashes of him wearing the minor outfit, stuff like that, where I'm like, okay, like this is pretty cool. Or like, oh, fucking just shoot us both. But at the end of the day, the writing is absolutely god-awful. Very cheesy. I could not get over that, because you know how I am with the writing. And also, to be like, a lot of plot holes that I mentioned earlier, like, how did Burke know that the killer was in the house? Why are we all mad at Tom? Like, I don't understand. Like, there's such stuff like that. And also, I'm not a big fan of the fact that Tom was the killer. Yeah. I didn't like, like, I liked the fact that they tricked us of, like, you know, seeing, like, the two of them together. Like, in that one scene where he was locked away in the cage. But as a general whole, like, it felt kind of like a cop-out of him being the killer. And because of, like, you know, he went crazy somehow and got, became the killer out of nowhere. I, and I don't know what I would rather have. Like, would I rather have... Axel be the killer or just someone completely different? See, I'm trying to think who would I have rather see as a killer? Or make it seem like Harry actually somehow got away, like they didn't actually yeah. take the law into the hands and kill him? Or they. Thought they killed him and buried him, but they didn't. Like, it was one of those moments where you couldn't feel someone's pulse, and all of a sudden he gets back up. Yes, something... like 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 what kind of like... like I know what you did last summer. Yes, yeah, like next year, next time, make sure you're actually uh, make sure I'm actually dead or something like that. Like I probably would have liked that better, but I don't know. But other people probably would have hated it. I don't know. I just wasn't really a fan of him being the killer at the end of the day. It just kind of didn't make any sense to me. And again, it just seemed like a cop out. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, when I first watched this movie in October, I did rate it on Letterboxd and I did two and a half stars out of five. And I think I'm sticking to that of two and a half pickaxes out of five. Just because, again, like it was entertaining. Like, you know, it's a movie that I don't, I won't watch. Like, it's not one of those movies that I'll never see again kind of a situation. Like, maybe kind of like a Valentine's Day thing, or just stick with my usual My Bloody Valentine, the original. 
Because even with that one, it ended up, I liked that better where it ended up being someone that was basically left behind in the mines and they were going to get their revenge. Yeah. That one I liked a lot better with the original. Um, but I don't, I don't know. It definitely was kind of a flat one for me, especially if we're comparing it to the remake of Friday the 13th that I loved. That came out the same year? Exactly. Same brother, one of the Winchesters. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing how that works. And also, I couldn't just unsee Dean because Dean. I'm going to give this movie probably, yeah, probably around the same two and a half uh, bloody hearts in a heart-shaped box out of five. My main issue with this movie was um, pacing. I feel like they could have probably chopped off 15, 20 minutes. Probably, yeah. I agree. It was a little too long. Yeah, they kind of had some scenes that were kind of just thrown in there that, like, really didn't need to fully be fleshed out yeah. like that. Yeah, no, I agree with that one, too. Yeah, that, that, that's my main issue with the movie. Other than that, I feel like everyone did what they had to do with the role. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, and just with the writing that they had was just, yeah. like, some of the lines that they had to say. I was just like, oh, God, that would have pained me to say that. Uh, Some of the practical effects for the kills were... Mm. Yep. No, agreed. Top notch. Yep. And things he did had to go that way in some extent for the the whole 3D aspect, at least to make it right. Yeah. But I will say that the CG put in here and there was kind of uh, jarring. Yeah. But that's more so because of timing. Yeah. It came out again. 2009. Yeah. Yep. 15 so, years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my rating. That's fair. But yeah, but our next episode. Which, if possible, since the movie is so long, if we could try to meet up a little bit earlier. Just because the movie itself is so long. Mm -hmm. But because in March we got Dune Part 2 coming out, we're going to do Dune Part 1. I mean, technically we could even make it our first two-parter. We could do that. Mm -hmm. Because it is a very long movie. Yeah. We'll have to, I just see my schedule, because obviously my schedule's like all over the place. Mm-hmm. But no, we're not doing the original Dune, because God, that was awful. I, I would like to do the original Dune. <laughs> have you seen the original Dune? It's been years. <laughs> it's so bad. Even David Lynch, who I love the man so much, I really do, he is a pure soul, but even he's just like, yeah, I done fucked up on that one. Nah, that one was not, not my pride and joy. But at least he can admit it. That's the nice part, where he's like, yeah, that wasn't, no, that wasn't my finest moment. But, yeah, because I love Dune Part 1, and I'm so excited for the new one to come out. Every time I see the trailer for it, I'm like, oh, yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. But, yeah, that's our next episode. Uh, but thank you all for listening. Uh, i got to wrap this up before my microphone dies. Um, but as usual, you know, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Um Tell that guy that kind of left the small town for 10 years and then came back being a bloody murderer. Tell your butcher. You got to tell your barber, too. Right? Yeah. And you ready for this one? Yeah, I'm ready. Because someone need to check in on her. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go go tell Nicki Minaj so you can start or stop talking with her fragment foot thing. Yes. Fragment, fucking fragment foot, fragment foot, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I had to. Oh my god! Oh, all's fun and love it more, I guess. Oh my god! I swear, if like one of the barbs ends up like her fans, the Barbies, 
if they get a hold of this and for some reason this is what gets us popular because I made that fragment foot joke. Oh my god, I will crack up. Oh, that would make me die laughing. I'd die happy. <laughs> oh man. But and don't forget to leave us a five star review if uh you want to, I guess. And uh I guess happy Valentine's Day to all you lovers out there. Happy single single awareness day. That too, yes. Yes. And uh good boy. Good boy. <laughs>